This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Welcome to Line Dance Podcast. What are your names? Thank you. Paul Dorenstedt. Carla Dorenstedt. Dorenstedt. How do you spell that? D-O-R-N-S-T-E-D-T. German name. But we're Dutch. Ah. We're from Holland. How about that? I'm part Dutch myself. Oh, you are? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, on my, on my mom's side, I uh, got some Dutch and Indonesian. Yeah, that's uh, what we are. That's what oh, Indies. Yeah, oh, Indies. Yeah. That's oh, correct. That's super cool. So, like, Roy had this abroto. He's got yes. some yes. blends. Yeah. Well, we, we, we were, were born in, in Indonesia when it was still a Dutch colony. Really? Before yeah. the war. We're what, old. Which island? Yeah. Java. Java. Yeah. My mom was born in Surabaya. Surabaya. Oh, that's close to you, isn't no, it, Surabaya? That's East Java. Oh, okay. I was born in Central Java. She was born in West Bandung, Java. Bandung, by Jakarta. Close to Jakarta. Is there no, much line dancing there? I don't and know. And once we talked to some people that were yeah. uh, starting to dance there. Right, uh, A question, so where does your mother live? Oh, currently she's in the Bay Area. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, she moved to the Netherlands... Um, when she was very, very young, still a baby, and then I think she came to this country when she was about four. How old is your mother? Uh, <laughs> so, no, the reason is she came after the war, probably. Oh, she was Ooh. born in the mid to late fifties. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. that's. My grandmother, though, she was, she, she was born in Indonesia. And she was there for a while. So were we, in 1936, and we uh, both were in Japanese concentration camps. She knows about that, too. Yeah, my grandma. Yeah, and then we went to Holland. We got... Do you have time for a funny story? Absolutely. It has little to do with line dancing. Right ahead. What's his... What's his... Niels. Niels Paulson. Niels Paulson. We happened to talk to him, and he asked us, he said, I understand you're Dutch. He said, yes. He said, do you still speak the language? So we said... We, when we lived there and went to school there. That's where we met. He says, oh, you were born in, in Holland. We said, no. We were born in the, that was then the Dutch colony. He says, oh, I know about that. It's all, and that's now Indonesia. Right. He says, well, we were born there and we lived there through World War II. And then we, and then he stopped us and he said, whoa, whoa, World War II. He said, how old are you? <laughs> Okay, short, so, short story. Oh, no, uh, please, this is all, this is all it's really so, cool stuff. We, we were born before the, the war, spent the war years through Japanese uh, occupation. So we were both in a concentration camp, different camps. And then she moved to Holland right away. I moved to Holland in 1950. Hmm. And, and we met there in 1953. So you can let your mother listen to this. She'll identify with that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I have um, uh, another uh, friend uh, in the line dance community named Dolly Urquhart. I'm not sure if you've met her. She teaches at the Senior Center in Ronald Park, and she's also in these. Uh-huh. She said her parents, uh, I think her parents came from Indonesia to the Netherlands because they, they had a need for scientists uh, during the war. Oh. So I think that's uh, that's part of her background uh, as well. So that might be something sure. maybe for you guys to listen to on the on the way home. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's available on linedancepodcast.com. All right. We'll do that. So how did you guys get into line dance? Like what, what is it well, that you do, first of all, just, give, just to give people some context? What is your primary role, would you say? Right now? Being retired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
that we've been retired 22 years. We we started line dancing in 1992, but we've danced ballroom. Yeah, nothing, no competitive, but social ballroom dancing. We've done that, especially East Coast Coast Swing. swing. We've done that since our high school days. So, 1992, she started line dancing. I started shortly after that, and we just enjoy it. And then we retired in 1994. I never worked. I retired with him. (laughs) And so we started line dancing and traveling. We we actually live in a motorhome. Oh, wow. And we spent six months of the year in Southern California, roughly, and then six months of the year in Washington State, State, Oregon. Living the dream. Living the dream. Right. Yes. Because, like, I, I need so little. Like, once I get out on a dance floor, like, why would I want to go home to any place that isn't there? So, like, being able to have that mobility, just go to any dance place, any night of the week, just drive. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Well, we did a lot of dancing. and We danced all over the West Coast and Texas, too. Yeah, we've, we've done some, yeah. but not like some of these instructors. They go all over the world. Well, we taught and in Holland. When and in the Dominican yeah. Republic. <laughs> when did you start teaching? In about 95, 96. Six. 96. Russ. We danced with Russ, the guy that... Uh, and he was a really good dancer. He was a good teacher. And every time we would tell us, you know, when you learn a new dance, you can teach it in our class. And that's how we started. And when they left, we took over for them. Yeah. So that's Russ and Gloria. We've, oh, right. The yeah, yeah, this Russ, yeah. 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 yeah, so we've known them a long time. And we, we, we got into choreography, just... We, we belonged to a camping group. We traveled together, like, with 18 RVs or so, and just... We all drove at separate times, but we met at certain campgrounds. And we danced together a lot. And so, had a lot of uh, dance events. Too. And we started choreo- the choreography just because we wanted to do some of the dances. And then it just, some of the dances just took off. They, somebody saw a dance and they taught it at a major event in Pismo Beach in Vegas. And then I, so that's where it took off. Have you ever heard the name Max Perry? Oh, yes. Well, he yeah. taught some of his dances because he liked them, and uh, John Robinson. So they, they, they did go. Nils Paulson. So. Yeah, those are some of the big names. Yeah. yeah. And he never promotes his own dances. He doesn't put it on, on the internet. He puts it on the internet. But no, you know, but they go. So. And what are some of the dances that uh, people might recognize, like by name? Well, here's um, again Niels Wilson. Um, he entered one of our dances in in Denmark because they picked ten dances that all the instructors would teach, so that when they had a dance event, everybody could do those dances. And he entered Homburg Bound, you know, and it got accepted. So, and he told us, he said, Paul, Carla. If nobody dances this dance, you know they would do it in Denmark for a year. <laughs> but they, if they do homeward bound, it's done a lot. Uh, and, and champagne on ice and champagne on ice. Pierre Swartz. Uh, to just Europe. everywhere. Yeah. 
So, so there are quite a few. There was uh, no, a few dances. So, enough to have fun with it. Do you two choreograph together? Do you ever we do. That's true. Yeah. yeah, but I'm not the artistic one. I just help phrasing, and I listen to the song, and I say, okay, I like that song. And then once in a while he comes out with a dance, and I say, what, or the music, and he says, what do you hear in it? So I tell him what I hear in it. So I'm not the artistic one, he is. Have you ever done any solo ones? No, and I have no desire. <laughs> no, I'll leave that to him. What is it about the line dances that has kept you in it since the early 90s? Like, What is it about oh, specifically this form of dance for th- the community? Well, it, I think without, the, without a doubt, it's the people. Yeah. It's just... The social life at line You know, where, wherever you go, it's just a and great the music. group. You know, a great group of people. You have fun, you listen to music, you dance. Can't ask for any, any more than that. But I might want to add that when we started, there was a really very famous choreographer, Bill Bader. Have you ever heard of him? Mm, He's a choreographer, and he was he was known all over. He used to, and we went into Vancouver, you know, because we were on the border of Washington and Canada. So every summer we'd go three, four times into Vancouver, and we danced with Bill Bader. And he he's still our friend, but he befriended us. Oh, we have a, a guest who has, has come by. Oh, to close the nearby door. <laughs> oh, okay. And suddenly the background music from inside the ballroom has, yeah. has faded out. So anyway. Um, well, Bill, Bill Bader helped, helped us a lot us, yeah. with, uh, you know, just about anything with, uh, to do with, with choreography. And, and just was a good friend, and he, he did some beautiful dances. And, so we, we loved his style of, of choreography. So like I, we kind of patterned ourselves after him. Unfortunately, he retired. So but anyway, that, that helped us. But you asked why we stay in line dancing. First of all, the social life. And um, it, I think it is so good. We have quite a few older ladies in our class. And they're doing wonderful. It keeps your brain going, it keeps you moving. And I think that's, you know, we're both 80, and, and it, it kept us kind of young. Mm. I'd say so from seeing the way you two dance. <laughs> yep, it's still fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. As long as it's fun, we'll keep doing it. And how do you expose new people to line dance? For people who have never seen it before, never heard of it before, how do you get new people into the community, and how do you keep them? Well, we, we started right where we live. We, we, you advertised and you do a very low-level beginner line dance. And, and then especially where we are now, we have four instructors that work so close together that then we refer people to wherever we think their level is. And like so and so is really a, a patient teacher, a beginner in her beginner class. I suggest you would go there, and and then we all get together for our socials once or twice a month, and we all have input on what dances we're doing, and this way the the people feel very comfortable dancing with any one of the four of us. And, yeah, and there are quite a few of the four instructors are here, and there are quite a few people from from that area. 
and, and we keep it fun. So. Are there any? That's the number one thing. It's fun. Oh, absolutely. You gotta have fun. Yeah. If it isn't fun anymore, then we'll quit. Mm-hmm. Are there any instructors or styles that you would especially recommend? For people who you think that uh, they just have a consistent record of good stuff that you think people should look into? Well, I think number one is like Joe Thompson would yeah. be, you know, and like when we talked to Joe about, and I told her, I said, when we first started, and it was in the 90s, we were at a, at a dance event, and she did a, a techniques class. And we both took the class, and I still remember probably 90% of what she taught, because if she made that much sense. That, and, f- uh, and she made it fun. Uh, or it was yeah. fun, but also there was a lot of information there. And one of the things that you have the right technique, you can be dancing longer. Mm. And that's we said, that's for us. We mm-hmm. need to. And I like Michael and Michelle. Michael like, and Michelle. We've known Michael terrific, for a long time. You know, and also again, they're terrific people. Right? They're fun. They're good choreography. That's that's. We what thought it my, my Max Perry was God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was good when he started. And John Robinson. He yeah. is just. Now you that's, know them That's all. crazy fun. And by the way, we met Roy Ferdonk in Holland when he was a young kid. It he was, was about, at least twenty some years ago. Oh yeah, at least. He danced at the place where we danced in The Hague. Hmm. So we were there on, on the vacation yeah. and uh, and then the our the, the line dance teacher says, That's Roy Ferdonk. He He had just yeah. won a championship. Line dance championship yeah. of some kind. Yeah, that was fun. How have you seen it change over time? The whole scene and the, the people, the dances. I think the, the dances are getting harder. <laughs> of course, we're getting older, so it's not as yeah, easy. Yeah, but the for level has gone up. up. But the level has gone up, and the sophistication of the steps and the and the steps to the beat. I mean, in the in the nineties, beginning nineties. Phrasing was not even thought of. I mean, people thought of a 40-count dance. I happened to have a 32-count music, but, yeah. And then all of a sudden, the phrasing came in. Yeah. I remember thinking that was pretty trippy the first time I had seen it in a country bar. Like, this seems like a lot of learning for what I'm used to. I just go out and do the dance, follow along, get it by the end of the song, but then with A and B, like, how do I know when it's coming? All that, yeah. yeah. Do you choreograph? I, I have I have choreographed a few oh, uh, here and there. I've entered a few in the competition. Uh, Windy City last year was my first like big competition. And then uh, Vegas Dance Explosion after that. And I just put out a couple of new ones. Uh, one of them is set to the song My Shot uh, from the musical Hamilton. Oh. And uh, there's a, a remix version of that song, the My Shot remix, uh, off the Hamilton mixtape. And that one's only 16 counts. Uh, but it's all syncopated, so it's like one and two, two and. Uh-huh. So uh, it feels longer than it is, and it started out like I was doing a lot of stomps and things because that's just how the music felt. And I thought, oh, I don't know if, if if I want more people to get to enjoy this, let's change a couple things, keep it a little lower to the ground, so it's still got some oomph and emphasis, yeah. but it doesn't hurt anybody because that's very important. 
And then there's another one that I did, uh, and I uploaded it the same day, called All the Pretty Girls uh, by a band called Fun. And that one is mostly whole counts, just a nice bouncy, peppy song. Oh. The dance that goes with it just makes me happy every time I do it. And what it. is your last name? Gonzalez. G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z. Oh. So is your dad, is he Hispanic or mm. what? Oh, oh. yeah. Uh, I think on my dad's side of the family, I'm trying to remember how Portuguese. far hmm? Portuguese. Oh, Mexican. 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 My, my great-grandma okay. came over uh, from with her family as a little girl uh, to Colorado. That was years and years ago. Uh, and then my grandma grew up in Colorado, and then she moved to the Bay Area. And then my dad was born in San Francisco, and oh, lived okay. here his so whole he life. was born here. Yeah. And then I, I grew up in the Bay Area, and then I've been living up in Sonoma County for the past. Oh boy, uh, it's hard to believe, but I guess thirteen years now. Uh, I just came for college, and just and you stayed stuck around. <laughs> I, I left for maybe a year for uh, Southern California. And, uh, and then back to Daly City, but then went straight back to Sonoma County. That's pretty. We had friends there. Do you? We oh. had. She oh, died. Yeah. Yeah. And she was born yeah. in the East Indies, so, but in Sonoma County. Yeah, that's uh, that's yeah. where I dance with uh, Dolly, Dolly Urquhart, the, uh, the person I was yeah. mentioning, yeah. Um, with uh, Wine Country Line Dance, this, which is also the group that Brenda Chateau Oh, uh, we've, uh, okay, yeah, we've done a it. couple of her dances. Can't oh. think of the name right now, but that's... Hmm. She's got a very smooth style. Yes. And that I like. And I'll tell you, when we started line dancing, he's very smooth. Even now, but when he started. And people were making fun of him, that he was kind of sissy, you know, (laughs) and ballroom style. And he saw Michael Barr dance. This was in Pismo Beach in probably 94. And he says, if Michael Barr can dance like that, I can dance like that. And he kept it. So... But that was Michael Barr that we met there. Yeah, that yeah. new dance of his with Roy Verdong, Tell Your Heart to Beat Again. That's so pretty. The yeah. sweeps and the, the spirals. Is that Roy and Michael's together? Uh, I, I believe, uh, yeah, I think Michael Barr was part of that, and then um, I think Roy Verdonk is part of that as well. I don't know. I'm not sure if there might be a third person involved in there, but I think it's at least those two. Well, what's the name of that? Uh, tell Your Heart to Beat Again. You taught it this there weekend. I definitely recommend that one. Uh, so you mentioned that uh, it's important to like keep the the fun aspect uh, in mind with with dance, with choreography. In addition to having proper technique that you yeah. know, lets you do it longer, what else would you recommend? What other tips uh, should you take well, into account for choreographing? For for us personally, we we go by the music first when you, when you listen to a song, mm-hmm. and. Uh, then you, you go through the song and you take the song you like. That's that's the what we do, mm-hmm. and then we and smoothness <laughs> is very important. To and us. then we check if there's a dance to it. Oh. And, yeah, it you it, know Trish, don't you? Oh. Trish uh, from Luann's class, you know. Oh, I'm not sure if I do. Um, I know a lot of people take Luann's class. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I live in Northern California. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, but she always said if there was a smooth dance with a lot of sweeps, she says, that's a pal dance. So mm. but that's, that's what, you know, if, there, if there are dances to it, then you know, why would we? There are some good choreographers with good dances. Why do another one through the same song? Right. Yeah, when Can't Stop the Feeling came out, I've said this on, on the podcast many times, but I think there are at least 20 dances for it now, yeah. and it's so hard to know which version should I learn, which one is going to be done in yeah. different places. And then you have split floors, and I like when everybody's all together. Yeah. 
Um, same thing happened recently with Ed Sheeran's song Shape of You. As soon as it came out, it's like there was this race to be the yeah. person with the yeah. dance. And then somebody would come out with uh, an advanced one, so somebody else would be like, okay. Well, there isn't a beginner one, so I'll put out a beginner one. And then somebody right. would have an improver one, and yeah. so on. And that, w- with the, the ones that I mentioned earlier, like I looked up the name. Nobody else had the name My Shot. Sure. Looked up uh, the music. Nobody else had that music. So when you look it up, it's very clear. Yeah. It's just me who, who did that one. Yeah. And uh, I think somebody was telling me that three minutes is uh, just about right for the length of a song. Right. That's ruled out a lot of songs for me that I would have thought, like, oh, I could do a dance this. But it's like five and a half minutes. And yeah. yeah, and that's long for a dance. Yeah. It is. But you can always fade it out. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. And what um, what do you hope would be brought into the world of line dance that maybe isn't quite there yet? Kind of like how Guyton brought in funk and hip hop and things like that, and you know, phrasing was brought in, lyricality was brought in. Uh, what what do you think line dance could use that would, would really benefit Ooh, from? That's a hard question. Uh, I think they've used they've even used classical music. They, yeah, they thought so. I think that's more of a natural progress, mm. you know. And uh, like you mentioned, Guyton and uh, me and the guy does, and, and people in line dancing have this feeling of him being the kind of a hip hop. And uh, and I don't know if you've seen him do ballroom, mm. but he and his wife. They do a gorgeous ballroom dancer. I mean, the guy is just a dancer. And uh, so his style of line. And what was that fun dance he did that we used as Yeah. Uh, can't think Wackadoo. of the name. Wackadoo. Wackadoo is like Guyton. But then you wouldn't associate that dance with a Guyton, but that was a fun dance. And it's just because he's a dancer, not mm-hmm. a... What I like, uh, what I would like, since we're older, and we're working with older people, you know, quite a few, um, something that the older people, the music relates to, they relate to the music, and they can do the dances, you know, they can do hip-hop or... Um, so, and well, there are quite a few Michelle, dances. Michelle Perron did a dance this weekend. Um, that was at... Uh, West Coast, East Coast Swing. Oh, uh, West Coast, it's... Uh, Something to the Bronx. Of oh, the, Bird of the Bronx. Bird yeah. of the Bronx, yeah. And uh, that's kind of a music that senior citizens can identify with. The dance is easy enough to, to do, and it's and it's smooth. So, you know, that's probably one of the first dances we'd be teaching in our class. So it's, yeah, because they liked it. We have like, quite a few people here that are older, so they liked it. What are some tools or um, maybe wise investments to have in the dance world? Like, for example, um, I eventually bought dance shoes. And before events, sometimes I'll go grocery shopping for you know, uh, healthy snacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I, I will definitely swear by my moisture-wicking T-shirts because I get incredibly sweaty. Yeah. What are some things that you found have made your dance experience easier or more enjoyable? Good shoes. Good shoes is number one. shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number yeah. one, you get the good shoes. We always recommend to, to new dancers to see if they can pick up, uh, like the video, the DVD, and we recommend Joe Thompson with her um, techniques. You have good technique, 
and it makes it easier on your on your joints, you know, your knees, your hips, your ankles, and your feet. So good posture, good technique. You know, then you you can be dancing for a longer longer time. Are there any foods that uh, that you'd recommend that give you the energy you need, or any that you should stay away from that maybe make you feel not so? Oh, we're the worst to ask. (laughs) (laughs) We got everything (laughs) bad. No, but we no, we eat like the Europeans do, and I don't think that's why we ever had a weight problem. We eat small pieces of meat. You know, with a little bit here, you get these enormous. So I just say, eat everything, but within good, within reason. We eat yeah. sweets. Yeah, we good. You can tell your mom we eat good Indonesian food. Yeah. yeah. Not too much pisang goreng. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. I don't make. Oh, yeah. I make yeah. pisang cookies. It's like pisang goreng, then in the flour, and so we eat that. And yeah. Oh yeah. For the uninitiated, you, that's a fried banana. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's yeah. We eat everything, but it's we eat uh, in small portions. That's just enough to get the flavor. Yeah. I guess yeah. That in a way, the dances can be like that too. When it's short enough that you get the and feel of it, but doesn't yeah. go on and, drag on and on. You yeah. move on to yeah. the next. But I, I recommend, highly recommend. Good. We never drink pop ever. This first seven up, second I've had here. Um, we just drink juices or iced tea. We drink a lot of tea. Very good. Like the like Holland in Holland. I don't know if your mom drinks a lot of tea. Well, she has some of the Indonesian coffee, like the really strong. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we do too. We yeah. get coffee from Malaysia. Mm. Really good. Yeah. yeah, we do that. We still do that. Yeah, and you know it's. We have our drink once a day. Once a day yeah. and sometimes twice. Yeah, have to have it. And if, if, if you're with friends and you're having dinner and uh, a glass of wine, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard wine's mm-hmm. supposed to help you live longer and be healthier and fight. See, that's cancer. why we live long. There you go. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what we say. A glass of wine doesn't make you live longer. It's when you have a glass of wine and you share it with friends. That's it's the key. I like that. I like that a lot. And it's yeah. true. We have we li- we own property in an RV resort, so we park our motorhome there. That's ours. And we have happy hours. And when we're traveling too, we know so many people along the whole coastline and in the campgrounds. And it's the social life, I think. Yeah. You know, there. You, you mentioned uh, you know having sort of a simpler life at the motorhome. And just recently, I was reading an article uh, with a friend of mine on like things to give up uh, if you just want to be happier, things that you don't really need. What are some things that you found that you just you thought they were important for a while, but then you, you realize they weren't? Things that you've just given up over time. Oh, I've given up lots of stuff. When we sold our house, I had lots of antiques. I had eight sets. Of, we entertained a lot. Eight sets of dishes. Two sets of crystal, you don't need them. It's all stuff. So I, I, I kept some pieces like the Dutch pewter and silver from my mother, his mother, in the motorhome, and that's it. You don't need more. Well, you, you figure you, you go from a home. Our last home was 2,000 square feet. 
you have to reduce that to 350 square foot, which is we're practically living in a bus. <laughs> so, so you, you you have to give up things. And didn't bother me at all. And we had a beautiful home. We li- we uh, in Hammett across the mountain here, uh, in the hills. We lived 2,500 foot high. Beautiful view. And everybody said, oh, you're going to miss your view. And Paul says, no, I won't. He said, if I don't have a good view, I'll move my home. And that's what we've been doing. We've seen so many. We've traveled a lot. It's fun. Yeah, I was uh, talking with Michael just earlier today and thinking, like, if we if we had, like, a you know, mobile kind of life, what would you need? Just, you know, your dance shoes and then maybe a change of clothes. <laughs> that's well, we, we have a little more than that. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you don't need much. You really don't. So, If you had the ear of everybody in the dance community, all the DJs and choreographers, instructors, the young kids coming up, the people who've been around a while, what are some of the things that you might ask them to think about or maybe some things that they could do that maybe you've, you've hoped that would happen, perhaps? Oh, again, that's, that's an, another... Because we... We like the dancing community the way it is now. You know, the, the, the way people choreograph, and you have these big choreographers that get together now and they come out with dance, great dances. Because um, that's basically a question, what, you know, what do you need to make it better? And I think it, it's, it's progression. It's, it's just, you know, the way things move. And, and when we, we've met some of the... the Big instructors, and they're all just regular people. They're, they're fun. They're, they help when you need help. They're, they're there when you ask the question. Uh, I mean, look how Joe Thompson was. He's just like a regular person. And these are all the instructors. And, uh, so I said, just keep keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, and uh, I have two things because, like, like we have. You, you come to communities where they have line dancing and everybody is separate. They do not work together. You know, they all have their own territory. And God forbid you pastor, you know, you invade their territory. And I like it what we have there, all of us working together. That's one thing. And I wish choreographers would stop doing choreography for a while. You cannot <laughs> learn all the new dances. That's impossible. Well, yeah, I've been trying to figure out some kind of solution for that as well. It, it gets frustrating. Like you don't know whether to learn a dance because maybe it'll be done for a month or two, and they'll have and another one. And then they're and gone. Then why did you yeah. learn that dance? Like, and I'll tell you, we do, we're doing now uh, with the older people. Uh, they say, "Do this. This is like Evergreen is an old dance. It's a classic." Um, Joe, um, what's it? Ching for Cha, Michelle Perrones. So we keep up the classics, too. You don't need to learn all the new dances. And a lot of the music is now foreign to us, you know, for the younger. It's for the younger people. But that's what we But ask. stop doing choreography. <laughs> we stop. <laughs> we, did, we, and we asked our, our, from people in our class, what would you like to do? Or, you know, and, and then you can see certain dances come up, and, and then... You know, we don't do them for six months, and I says, you know, we need to review such and such. Mm. And it's like she mentioned Evergreen. We've done Evergreen forever. forever. Mm. Uh, 
Jackie Miranda taught us yeah, that. Yeah, and she yeah. taught us that in Vegas, and I don't know how many years ago, but we're still doing that. Uh, so there are certain dances that just don't go away. Mm-hmm. And, but we let our class determine. And once in a while, we say, we'll bring back a class. Like, what's your favorite? Hasta mañana. It's the, it's, uh, do you know Charlotte Skeeters from I the Bay Area? I have heard the name. Yeah. She, is, yeah. Uh, she did good choreography. But but I don't like, they're, they're big events, and they always have to bring in new dances. They should quit that for a while. Now, John Robinson runs uh, uh, an, uh, in Kentucky or in Tennessee an event where it's all older dances, five years or older. And I think that's kind of neat. We need that. I was about to ask, where would be a good place for people who are just getting into it now? Uh, where would where would they look for a list of the standards, the classics that they should know for you know doing them now and doing them for the next twenty years? Is there, a, in addition to a, say an event like that, is there any any place that any resource you know of, any no. person to ask, no. or just no. go to events like these? Right. right. Well, and it's it's. And that's what we ask when people come to these events. Is it write the dances down that you really like, and then tell us which one, and then we would teach it in our in the class. Because you, these events, you're just getting exposed to the dances. You don't learn them, and you can tell you learn them in the morning. They do the dance in the evening, and <laughs> you get eight nine dances. And I know I can't just. Uh, keep them in my head so but then you review the dances you like and, uh, and different classes have different favorites you know. true teaching oh and inside we can see that uh, Joe is reviewing Tamales oh, okay. Jr which she taught earlier and uh, yeah. it must be a, a break in between lessons right now yeah, yeah. Uh, where would people go to get in contact with you if they wanted to ask you follow up questions Oh, we don't have a website. We don't have. <laughs> it's but it's. Uh, well, your your email. Yeah. Oh. Your and address. It's, it's on on the step sheets and, and copper knot and that's, Tell them what it is. It's uh, kpdmagic15 hotmail hmm. That is a question I've been meaning to ask. Uh, so you have these shirts that say "Keep the Magic." Is there a story behind? This? Yes. There is. <laughs> We did a, a dance, like we said, we choreographed the dance, and it was just basically for our camping group. And then somebody got, and Luann Schemmel was one of them, she taught it in her class. And then another guy took it, and they went to... Dismal uh, Beach. And that was the dance, Keep the Magic. And that's basically our life's philosophy. Whatever we do is we try to keep the magic, whether it's in our marriage or in, in line dancing and our traveling, part of that. And, and so that became our logo of keep the magic in whatever you're doing. Such a lovely thought. I like that. A couple final questions uh, before we head inside and maybe pick up a new, uh, new dance that they're teaching. Um, if you were able to give a lecture, let's say just a 20-minute talk, like the definitive line dance lecture, 
what sorts of things would you want to cover? What are the most important things that you would want to say to the world about line dance? One thing, I think it's it's the music that speaks to people, the movement, you know, that keeps them moving, and and like the social. I want to tell you one short story. We used to dance for the hospital for an, uh, an, uh, people that had brain injuries, and we'd go once a month and put on a show for an hour. Just do dances. Do dances. There was a girl, 19 years old, and she had a motorcycle accident. And she was a total vegetable. But every time, but she would, and you could tell she would absorb the things, the music. And she just loved it when we came. They made sure she was there. And one day we did a dance called Voila. And I think that was by Charlotte Skeeter. And it was a a song by Cher. Hmm. And her eyes lit up. And she started singing the words. I'm not kidding. She was not understand. You know, it was hard to understand, but she was singing the words. So it does speak to people. They say Alzheimer's people, Mm. you know, work with music. So I think that's a good. It's always been important, important part of my life. My parents and you know that's I grew up with a lot of music. So all kinds, classic and whatever. No, I think that's that's my opinion. You have one? Uh, same. We're, we're just music. We have breakfast in the morning. We have music on. Uh, and then once in a while, she said, when we were still choreographing, I said, we need to get that song and see if we can. And, then go and you're going back to it. <laughs> so we, have a, we taught a dance here by Shelley Zimmerman, and people really liked it. And he, she considers him her mentor. Mm. He had a major surgery three years ago, and he didn't choreograph anymore. And she brought him a song, mm. and he did the dance, Just Pretend, and that went really far. It's a waltz. And um, he started choreographing, and then she came with more music. She came with more music, and uh, he said, okay, he says, I'll do it, but you're doing it with me. And boy, she's become a good choreographer. So um, you go back yeah. to it sometime. Yeah, it's and I'm, like I said, with anything, as long as it's fun, we keep doing it, and it stops being fun, and we do something else. Is there, as my final question, uh, is there a dance that you would recommend that everybody learn right now? Mm, right now, one of oh, the new God, dances. So God. The new ones are an old one. It could be one of yours, it could be somebody else's. But if you think there's a dance that everyone would benefit from knowing, what would that dance be? Well, it's like a dance that probably every line dancer knows. It's come dance with me, right? <laughs> so, yeah. and then you go back from there and you say, who choreographed? So, so you, you keep going from there. And, uh, I think Ching for Chuck. <laughs> yeah, and it's Michelle Barons, and it's old. Yeah, and that's those when you get to your own favorites, but when with the ones that everybody knows and uh, go way back, and and some of the dances you might not think that you know would last that long. And uh, bossa nova, mm-hmm. everybody does that, right? And it's, uh, so, but it's 
Yeah, those, those you, are the dances that. Yeah, you okay. have one. Hmm? You have one that you think everybody should know. Oh gosh, that's I, hard to answer. I hadn't thought about it lately. See, um, that that is a that is a difficult question. Yeah. I w- one of the things that I've heard that I, I think I agree with is that if there is a favorite song that you have and you're singing Singers. it all the time mm-hmm. and you feel like you want to do something with it and you don't know what to do, like your body isn't isn't like educated enough to like know if I do this I won't trip over myself like uh, if you want to do something with it then that should be the thing that you look up and learn a dance to maybe see if there if there are five different ones find the one that that feels the most comfortable for you and that's the one that you should learn the one to your favorite song and that's how we choreograph because if he finds a song he plays it over and over again you know bit by bit and and I can listen, if it's a good one, I can listen to it. And there are sometimes songs that I say, I can't listen to it all the time. And I think that's a good guideline for choreography. If you can really listen to it all the time. So. Well, our friend Shelley just choreographed a dance for us. And it's just based on the title of the song. And it's Be My Life's Companion. Because oh. we've been married 58 years so and that you know that's that's sweet you for somebody to do that so it's uh yeah and sylvie <laughs> says her class really likes uh, yes yeah, she told so us. we have to get back to our class with yeah. that yeah. Yeah. so um, those are the, the experiences that you get for uh, through line dancing and, uh, all these all these people we've met over the years I hope to be doing it for the next however many years myself. Oh, God. I'd love to see you dance. Yeah, you, you, you are excellent. You, you dance with your whole body with your and and you interpret the song. You just don't do steps. It's, you know, every bits of the music, when the music comes up, you go up and the music comes down. You, it's, I love it. I love you dance. Thank you very much. Very so, and it, it's just that we had you know, partly the same background, I think. That, that, that is, is neat. Yeah, go figure. Was, yeah. 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 Coincidence. That is neat. So. Yeah. Thank you so Very much for, for sitting down and chatting line dance. Thing. This was oh, fun. Thank you. I hope to see you at, yeah. at a future event. Oh, I and, uh, absolutely. <laughs> I'll see you out there on the dance floor. All right.